0: Christ Podcast, channeling the mind of Christ, with your host, Ascended Master and Enlightenment Instructor, Reva Christ. Theme music, Tears of Joy, by David Feslian, Studios.com. Welcome to Channeling Christ. I'm Reva Christ and we are on Season 2, Episode 16, The Science of Channeling Minds. The science of channeling minds is the science of telepathy. Mortal scientists cannot prove or disprove the gift of telepathy because they cannot see a thought. The only time a thought can be seen is when that thought is committed to a physical medium. Man demands physical proof because he is limited to his flesh focus. However, man still has thoughts, and without committing them to a physical medium, he cannot prove he has thoughts. He converses and makes decisions all day long, unaware that he does these things based on thoughts. And the gift of telepathy is the gift of channeling thoughts received from the next dimension. As you cannot produce a thought without committing it to a physical medium, so you also cannot produce a mind. You can only produce a brain. However, the brain dies with the body, and the mind still lives, and it still communicates. And this is why so many people receive inspirational messages, intuitive messages, and insightful messages from beyond the grave. Telepathic communication is also possible between flesh mortals in the mortal world. Telepathy is a gift of ascended intelligence. Telepathy is not a gift of human intelligence. Telepathy is a sentient gift and the mortal experiences this gift only because that mortal is open to its alpha mind. Humans have been fascinated by the prophets and mediums of the world And the entertainment industry has seized the idea and turned it into a franchise that embellishes the natural gift of telepathy with absurdities. But this is only because the mind that is not open to its natural alpha gifts is unaware of anything but its own flesh opinions embellished by its imagination. Why don't more people possess the gifts of the alpha mind? Quite simply because not all people choose. To be sensitive sensitivity is a sign of intelligence and many humans prefer to limit their awareness to awareness of their flesh and flesh sensitivity they do not care to experience their sentience their emotions their feelings or their higher alpha intelligence they do not care to know themselves once the human identity ascends out of flesh thinking It awakens to the two-potential of open consciousness that is empty of flesh-thinking, yet full of the highest potential of the highest intelligent possibilities. And, if the ascended mind chooses, it can transcend all of its human thinking and receive all the gifts it has previously chosen to ignore. What is it like to channel minds? I could give you a long list of adjectives to explain the sentient experience. But intellectually, I like to know the mind. I find understanding the mind helps me to understand my own mind. All throughout my life, I have had difficulties with human relationships because my interest always relied on an intellectual connection, and no one seemed to hold the same interest. Learning about the mind through telepathic ascension takes place in three dimensions. In the Astral Dimension, you encounter the mind. The Sentient Dimension flows into the Astral Dimension and Sentient Intelligence establishes the mood of the Astral Environment, which is essentially the energy vibration of the environment. So, in order to experience Astral Travel, you must be open to your Alpha Mind and your Sentient Intelligence. If you are not open, then your only experience will be in the Human Mind And you will not be astral-traveling, you will be traveling within your own human imagination. A one-dimensional ascended experience is the experience of pure alpha consciousness. In a one-dimensional ascended experience, the ascended traveler experiences vast open consciousness that is empty of human thinking and the presence of a human identity. The ascended traveler will be awake and aware and weightless. There is no mental or emotional baggage in the Ascended Experience. There is only pure consciousness and a sense of liberation, freedom, and total emancipation from all mortality. The experience of Ascended Consciousness in the first dimension is totally pure and absent of any information, yet it is an emancipating experience for the human identity. A two-dimensional Ascended Experience is the experience of pure alpha consciousness and pure intelligent sentient consciousness. In a two-dimensional ascended experience, the human identity is emancipated from all mortality, but aware through its sensitivity that there is tremendous energy present that is pure, divine, and holy. This is exhilarating energy. It is the energy of the highest intelligent possibilities, and To the human identity, it may seem like the identity is feeling God's presence, for the sensation of amazing possibilities seems like miraculous things are happening or are going to be happening. A three-dimensional ascended experience includes the first and second dimension with the additional dimension of intelligence. Not many will experience three-dimensional ascension and this is because you will not gain intelligence from being ascended. You will only be as aware as you are naturally, and you will only be as intelligent as you are naturally. But for the mortal that is intellectual, the three-dimensional ascended experience brings intelligent insight, clarity, and realizations to the foreground of the ascended mind. The ascended, intelligent human identity is aware of not only the ascended realm, But the human identity is also aware it is ascended while its mortal body is still in the mortal realm. The intelligent ascended human identity maintains intellectual control while in the ascended state, and it is aware of two dimensions of intelligence, the mortal and the astral, at the same time. Beyond these experiences is the experience of contact with another mind. When contact with another mind is experienced in the astral state this mind may be the mind of an ascended mind or it may be a mortal mind. The mind may still be living a mortal experience on earth or the mind may be living in the astral world in full disembodiment because it is no longer mortal. If the information the ascended mind receives comes from another ascended mind, The receiving charge is pure because all information transmitted by an Ascended Mind is washed clean of gravity. If the Ascended Mind is disembodied and it still holds information of a gravity nature, a gravity signature will be empathically experienced relative to the information being delivered. The gravity signature will identify that information as mortal even if that information is being delivered by an ascended mind. All prophetic warnings carry a gravity signature of impending doom, uneasiness, and trepidation. The ascended spirit remains balanced and calm in the delivery of the message, but because the conduit receiving the message is mortal, the gravity in the mortal connects to the gravity in the information, and the sentient experience of the gravity information is experienced mortally. The ascended masters in the astral world hold the highest vibration and the highest intelligence because they have been ascended out of mortality for thousands of years. Through these masters of ascendance, the ascended student is able to share in the experience of all dimensional worlds of intelligence. Jesus Christ holds a pure sentient vibration. So this tells me he is ascended. I did not have to learn this. I know this information from my own personal experience of ascension and transcendence that I have had prior to having contact with the house of Christ. I experienced periods of ascension all through my life and my disembodied adult experience left me transcended. When there is no purity in the sentient experience during astral travel, spiritual contact is with mortal information. When Mother and Enoch speak, their energy is ascended energy. In contrast, when I encountered a comatose victim, her mind was in a separate dimension from her body, and this projected a sentient impression of vast emptiness, which is not the same as purity. Emptiness is just emptiness. There is no gravity thought currently in the mind. But as soon as the human information begins to flow, The mind is full of a mortal vibration equal to its mortal information. There is less gravity in a disembodied mortal mind, but the mortal information marks that spirit with a mortal signature that is not pure. I am defining purity by the sentient experience of purity. The sentient experience of purity is the experience of pure emptiness that is radiating The highest potential of all intelligent possibilities. The highest potential of all intelligent possibilities is sensually experienced as divine things are happening. Miraculous possibilities are unfolding. There is an absence of mortal deception, mortal duplicity, mortal hostility, and mortal aggression. The highest possibilities of intelligence are pure, and the sentient experience of this purity is divine and holy. It is completely absent of a human vibration mortals do not radiate this impeccable experience of sentience the experience i have had of mortal spirit minds is one of uneasy gravity that is unbalanced unsteady disjointed inconsistent muddled murky convoluted and bizarre it is not pleasant to feel at all if the mortal experienced trauma then terror, panic, dread, and trauma are also present. If the mortal was sly and cunning, then these energies are also experienced. If the spirit mind is aloof, arrogant, pompous, and conceited, then this is also experienced. There is no change in a mortal mind just because it is disembodied. The quality of the personality, character, and thoughts remains the same as it was on earth. I have had contact with a mortal spirit who is a popular figure in human life and this spirit was in the afterlife a very short time. He was very amiable, very pleasant, open and friendly. He was also warm, kind and gentle. I like him very much. He holds an empty vibration. He is not ascended, but he is the warmest and nicest spirit I have met on either the mortal plane or the astral plane another chance encounter in the astral planes connected my mind to the mind of another famous personality this one suffered from a manic condition in life and he was still manic in the afterlife his behavior was excitable nervous rushed frenzied and panic-stricken but his dialogue was comedic i wasn't amused though because i knew of the conditions of his death he wanted me to call his wife and tell her he was okay He gave me a phone number that was in another state than the one he lived in and the one he died in, and I did not use the number because I honestly didn't know what to say to the woman as I did not know her personal feelings about life after death. Furthermore, I'm not so sure that the man I was speaking with was rational enough to know what he was talking about as his speech seemed to come in a fast and frenzied dialogue without any pauses or breaks. I was certain he was safe because I knew nothing more could happen to him, so I did not pursue our encounter. I have also encountered a famous preacher who was actually a high-profile reverend in mortal life, and he delivered four lovely sermons to me between April 1st, 2019, and June 3rd of 2020. And he was not empty. He held pain in his energy field, the emotional pain of tragedy. His life was cut short by an assassin. It was a great loss to the world and of course a loss to him because he had great plans for social change through advocacy. His sermons were marvelous when he lived on earth and they are still marvelous today. I admired him in mortal life. On April 1st 2019 he said to me, in order to work for justice you must be just. In order to work for freedom You must be free and know what it is to be enslaved. Do not turn against the father or mother that raised you, and do not turn away from their labor that fed and clothed you, but be proud of them and what they provide for you. And if you feel they have erred in judgment, then you set that error right, but you do so with respect and dignity for whence you came and with a better vision for where you are going. Do not abandon what is righteous for any reason. Abandon only what is true slavery, that which breaks the spirit. On April sixth, 2019, he said, In order for the slave to rise up against his master, the slave must first raise his master's mind. This will not be done by the power of his fist, which will only draw other masters to him and cause them to further beat him down and kill him. But through the power of the mind, The master's mind must be raised so all of the masters of the world are also raised. The truth must be seen worldwide on every land and for every species, that peace and equality is the only fundamental truce we can hold with one another. Anything less enslaves us all as we become slaves to slavery. Only if the mind is free are we also free. Only if our thoughts bear no chains are our minds without chains. For the shackles on our minds are also the shackles on our heels. Let us raise a society of people that are free from chains and let those people in turn liberate all life around them from cages and factories, from traps and snares and nets, from poisons and crime and from violence and war. Let us proclaim our free world in the eyes of our sun that warms us, our planet that feeds us, and in the very air we breathe. For this is the ultimate evolution of men, that they live free among all other life forms that live, in peace with all other life forms that live, in step with God, in grace with Jesus, and as one with the free spirit of creation. This man saw the light. He saw that the earth needed man to include her in his plans, not as a commercial property, but as a member of the family of all natural life. On April 7, 2019, I heard him say, I do not ask the mother and father of the freedom fighter. You called me and I answered. Nothing that is worth dying for is ever easy. Not everyone will like you. Many will try to discredit you and malign the work you do you will be chastised and ridiculed and sometimes you will face hostility and even violence you do not need to ask me if you may use my words which I freely give to you you need to ask yourself are you ready to commit to the cause and use your own words and join those words with mine if the cause in your heart is true and your passion is strong if you feel the fire in your veins is telling you you are a righteous and just woman doing the Lord's work, then you need not ask anyone for their consent or their approval. You know they approve, and you know you have their consent, because they too are just and righteous, and they too are doing the Lord's work. Raise your congregation, sister. Tell the people the mind is the only tool of any value. Teach them to use it wisely, and lead your flock with intelligence and compassion. You have my blessing. On June 3rd, 2020, I heard this message. The content of a man's character becomes evident through his actions. A man who displays peace in his actions is a man who also has a peaceful character. A man who portrays violence has a character that is erratic and aggressive. This man fights to prove he can fight. He has no point to prove and no principles. He only has the drive to fight to conquer and to destroy and that man not only sets himself back in evolution he also sets back the entire species of men. The refinement of a man can be seen in his peaceful character and only by peace can a true man lead a nation so it too evolves where non-peaceful actions cause all progress to dissolve. Do not turn away from the man or woman that teaches compassion For that man or woman will one day save lives. And do not turn away from the man or woman that teaches hate, but know that man or woman and teach them kindness. Soften the hate within them so that they will be refined. Perhaps they will not love, but they may learn to be judicious in the harm they deal out to others. Even a moment's pause between anger and a violent act can make all the difference. For in that pause, that man may lay down his weapon and walk away before striking a fatal blow. No one knows the heart of another, how dark it is or how light, but if we assume there is light inside, then think how much more light we can add. And to the one who is dark, even a spark can make a world of difference, for that spark can now be fanned with a word of kindness, and where there once was darkness will now live a flame. As I finished placing these wonderful messages into the transcript of this podcast, I received another message May ninth twenty twenty two I live by the grace of God and the power of my own mind. My life was cut short, but I live, and I speak, and I know my Saviour Jesus Christ restored me so I could continue speaking because, as a reverend, I am a teacher and the world needs teachers. The world needs lighten it, for men smother their own light. They leave no flame of inspiration for the needy who are desperate to have their minds filled with the true light of God, the intelligence of God, that is the almighty creator of life, light, and all heavenly virtues. Keep fanning the flame and do not be discouraged. Trust in the instincts of your intelligence, for they will never lead you astray. It is only the mind that gropes in the dark that goes astray, and he will always stray. He will never find his way home if there is no light to lead him. So use your light to teach the stray minds that wander in the dark. Continue the good work the Lord has given you to do, and shine like a beacon, woman. Shine on, shine on, shine on. Hallelujah! Let the light shine on. Such powerful messages... Shine on, Reverend. Thank you so much for sharing your light with us. Traveling in an ascended state and interacting with intelligence is a marvelous education for the mind, and in my opinion, it surpasses the mortal education offered in the human education system. For one, the teaching environment is clean. Even when it is not pure, the emptiness is free of human absurdities and contradictions. It is free of limited, restrictive, narrow, small, ...confined, irrational, conflicting, unbalanced and turbulent thinking. The negatives do not come into it until there is contact with a mortal spirit carrying gravity information. What I describe to you is the sentient impression of human thoughts... ...and this impression is radiating in all human communities and at all human gatherings. And as humans keep filling the earth with more human programming that is equal to these negative vibrations... The natural environment is smothered in this negative human blanket of foreign energy. But only the master of transcendence would experience this. In the human environment, humans do not know how to respond. They do not think or behave in a natural manner because natural intelligence does not lead them. When natural intelligence leads, the mind is sensitive and the mind responds from natural sensitivity. Without natural intelligence, the human mind is a blank slate It does not respond unless the stimulation it experiences provokes a response from its human programming, and then the response is rhetorical. It is the parroting of how it was told to behave. There is no rational consideration or contemplation. There is no analysis or comprehension of intelligent truths. There is only automatic playback and automatic responses. Any discussion of Jesus Christ ultimately brings up my relationship with Jesus Christ and the study of relationships is also a fascinating educational experience. All relationships are mental even though most humans would say they were emotional, but human emotions are driven by the attraction to a thought. Pure emotion is born of intelligent sentience. It is the power of intelligent sensitivity. Human emotions are born of human pain The first pain a human mind experiences is in the loss of innocence. This pain is readily noticed in the child that does not want to give up his childhood toys or his childhood beliefs. But it is not noticed in the child that is oppressed, beaten down and enslaved by the master that chooses to rob the child of innocence. This child will not reveal its pain until it shows its own anger or it faces its first heartbreak. When the mind is robbed of innocence, the mind is robbed of light. And even if the human identity is oblivious to the change, intelligence is changed, because intelligence cannot function without light. Something must be invented to replace what was lost, and the replacement is the human imagination that does not function intelligently, but rather functions in chaos, responding to impulses that are a part of the carnal mind and the recordings of human programming. When a child is robbed of light, it is also robbed of sensitivity. And this is the worst that can happen to a child. For without sensitivity, there is no balanced mind to judge what is cruel. As man defines everything according to his fleeting opinions and moods, he often forsakes caring because he is more interested in satisfaction. And in the gaining of satisfaction, he causes harm. And if the harm is serious enough, he causes pain and suffering. If the harm he causes is fatal, this man causes the premature death of another life form. The momentary impulse born of a mind with no intelligent balance acts on an imaginary whim and embarks on a life of careless, callous harm that he justifies according to his imagination. Once the human identity begins to form its imagination and it surrenders to the imagination, so the imagination is its guide, There is no sanity in the human identity and so there is no balance in the mind of the man nor is there balance in his actions. A man may see the most beautiful woman in the world and fall in love but actually the man saw a woman that he imagined was the most beautiful woman in the world and he fell in love with his idea of the woman. This is what goes on subliminally that the mortal is completely unaware of. In the mortal man's opinion, which is another thought, The mortal believes he is in love with the woman. The higher rational mind sees this, but the lower mortal mind is only fixated on its imagination. The imagination of the man took over, and the man formed his opinions about the woman around the perception of his imagination. When the mind has a relationship with its imagination, there is no room for anything else. The mortal may date the woman that is outside of his imagination, but what is happening on the date is being embellished by the imagination of the man, so the man believes the woman is in the world of his imagination. Meanwhile, the woman has a mind of her own, so she is following her own mind's imagination. Does the man fuel her imagination? Does he fit in with her imagined scenarios of romance? If not, she will reject the man, and the man won't understand why, because in his imagination they are a perfect couple together. The reverse situation works in the same way. Imagination leads the human mind in all human relationships, even the earliest relationships between the child and the world. The parents with the child and the child with the parents. A parent gives a child a name and has an imaginary life planned for that child. The parent imagines a character and a personality for that child. The parent imagines the entire relationship including the child's reverence for the parent. And when the child begins to display independent thoughts and behaviors, this is out of character with the imaginary character that the parent believes is the true child it gave birth to. The parent bases its authority on its fantasy of the child, so many times a child is punished for not behaving like the fantasy the parent has of it. This is also true of the fantasies people have of their pets. When the human mind does not grasp that an animal is not the property of the human but a separate natural life form, the human takes charge of the animal and imagines it to be something that pleases the owner's human imagination. In the same way, the child will fantasize about the parent and when the parent does not follow through by adhering to the child's fantasy, the child will not like the parent's individuality any more than the parent likes the child's individuality. When the human mind lives in its imagination, the human imagination becomes the world of the human mind. If the human chooses to plant a garden or farm, the human has an imaginary scenario about this too. And when the reality turns out to be different, destruction is the solution. There is no rational, logical or sane response. The human imagination is all that is important. The human is obsessed with living its fantasy, and the obsession is not intelligent. It is delusional. Too many mortals are hostile toward nature simply because they do not understand that nature is not a property of their imagination. The natural environment lives outside the human imagination. Only the human imagination believes the natural world is imaginary. When the imagination leads the mind, there is never an intelligent result because the imagination does not utilize intelligence. The imagination may be the preferred world that the human species chooses to live in, but it is not an intelligent choice. Astral travel provides an environment for learning the science of intelligence. The science of relationships is an intelligent science all its own, for it involves the science of thought and the science of feelings and emotions. As my interest is in science as an intelligent study, I only study the intelligence in relationships, emotions, feelings and thoughts. And while searching for intelligence, I uncover everything that is abstract to intelligence. What is the basis of any relationship? It's not love or fondness, need or attachment. The basis of any relationship is communication. How superior is the communication and what is revealed or exposed through this communication? Communication is the exchange of intelligence and the quality of communication will depend on the quality of the information and, as all relationships are based on communication, the quality of every relationship will depend on the quality of communication. Communication can occur intellectually, in which case it will touch your mind or communication may feed you carnally and thereby only affect your carnal drives and your carnal thoughts. Communication may feed your emotions and the intelligence in your emotions will determine the emotional impact of the information. Sentimentality is not a natural intelligence. Sentimentality is the condition of the mind that is touched by emotional possibilities ...that for the most part are either entirely imagined or they are interpreted through the imagination. Sentimentality is connected to memory, but in a very special way. All sentimental memories are embellished with the imagination's ideas of what should have been, what could have been, or what the identity wished had happened. Sentimentality may be the only sensitivity a mortal mind knows but at the same time it robs the mortal mind of the intellectual truth of what was and what is. And if you do not face the intellectual truth of what was and what is, you cannot process it and release it, and then you cannot free yourself from it, and you will be locked in a repetitive cycle of sentimental memories that have nothing to do with clear, rational, intelligent realities. Sympathy is intelligent sensitivity. Pity is born of the human imagination that sees itself as better off than another life form. This is a judgment call, and all of judgment comes from human opinion. Concern and consideration are both qualities of intelligence, but only when these two emotions are genuine. When communication touches your mind, it carries the potential for longevity, for the mind is immortal. When communication only affects your carnal cravings or longings, it is entirely mortal, with no lasting potential, because the flesh is necessary to the carnal experience, and the flesh is subject to disease, injury, and death, conditions that interfere with the exhibition and enjoyment of carnal lust. The superior intellectual relationship spans all immortal dimensions that include intelligence, and the intelligent senses. If you hold an intellectual relationship with someone that brings you a feeling of comfort, warmth, protection, love, understanding, equanimity, balance, peace, and joy, you have a whole relationship for the mind and the energy field. You do not need a body. The relationship will carry through and endure even after mortality has ended. This relationship is immortal. For the mortal that is aware it is a mind, the mind is most important, not the body. The mind leads the journey, not the body. All decisions are based on the intellectual comfort and progress of the mind's development. This is where I stand in my relationship with Jesus Christ. This is my own self-analysis that has been my journey even before my comprehension that I was ascended and after being disembodied it became my only life choice. I wanted a mental life, an intellectual life of pure intelligence. The astral dimension is the only environment that can supply this experience. The astral environment is the only classroom for my education. The mortal world does not compare. It is the polar opposite condition and the polar opposite environment the spirits teach that true life is intelligence and intelligence is the true life form and the only true life force and I live the experience of that teaching I experience the truth of that teaching sensually so I understand that life is not human or mortal it is far superior to the end result of human mortality it is so far superior I have a hard time grasping why there is a mortal condition at all, especially when, in terms of science, the bulk of the human population prove it to be a failed experiment because all they manufacture are delusions which have nothing to do with intelligence. But the spirits teach that unless you first make the mortal journey to receive all the gifts of the alpha mind and the natural sentient mind so you know you are alive through the experience of your gifts, You cannot continue the journey that is the realization you are a living mind. You cannot realize you are not mortal. I followed the ascended wave, and it is actually the ascended mind that I have a relationship with. Jesus Christ, Elijah Aruba, is the mortal information wave that is one of the waves in the pure universe of the ascended mind. This is the highest dimension of the astral universe, the ascended universe is not occupied all the time, but when there is a presence there, it is Jesus Christ. Mother and Enoch each ascend to speak to me as well, but Jesus is the main presence there. Jesus tells me our two cojoined minds make a single cojoined astral universe of ascended information. Our two minds are the ascended information in that single cojoined astral universe. The astral mind is equal to the astral universe. The information in the mind determines where the mind resides. Is it in an ascended plane in the astral universe, or is it in a time corridor closer to the Earth? Mortal information that is based on recordings live in time corridors relative to the time of their recordings. If you were to picture the web of life or the matrix of life as fine threads as light and delicate as Gossamer's wings, Once you looked closer, those threads would become fine transparent threads and each space surrounded by a wall of thread would be an intelligent universe. Each would be a mind and within that mind would be information. The intelligent matrix of creation holds all natural universes inside itself in a matrix womb that is fed intelligence by the larger intelligent matrix. This is what keeps all of life connected. The human mind, however, is not connected. This is why it holds the lowest position in the matrix womb and in the larger intelligent matrix of creation. The ascended mind rejoins the matrix and the ascended identity that is no longer mortal joins the matrix. But the mortal mind that is not ascended and the mortal mind that does not hold an ascended identity remains at the lowest position in the matrix. I ask, What is your ultimate goal as an intellectual society of pure minds? Is it to evolve out of the matrix? Jesus replies You cannot evolve out of the matrix. You and the matrix are one. The matrix is made of intelligence, it is a living, intelligent environment of living intelligence that contains all the intelligence in all intelligent dimensions, galaxies, and universes. You were made of this intelligence, and you are a part of this intelligence, and your existence in its entirety takes place within this matrix of intelligence. All are connected because all are made of the intelligence of the matrix, and all live within the intelligent matrix of creation. The intelligence that is the weaver of the matrix is what a mortal would understand as God the Creator Intelligence. The true form of life is pure intelligence. It is not matter. In order to teach the truth to mortals, which we have been doing for more than 60,000 years, we have had to construct concepts using human language. The first construct is that the form of intelligence is pure intelligent energy that bears no gravity signature. The second construct is that the form of intelligence is spirit, which is another name for intelligent energy. The third construct is that the spirit body, the intelligent energy body, holds an impulse mind that generates a continuous stream of intelligent impulses that appear carrying the highest potential of all the highest intelligent possibilities. Your true form is intelligent spirit energy and you as the pilot, you as the identity, are the mind of that energy and you have no material base whatsoever. You are entirely composed of intelligence and your existence takes place within a matrix of intelligence that is even higher in intelligence than you are. The matrix created you. ...and it sustains the intelligence of your life force. You were not created with an identity. You made up your identity. And now your attachment to your identity has made you dependent... ...which in essence means you are disabled, crippled by your dependency on false information. Information you invented that is outside the matrix of intelligence and outside the Creator's intelligence. When you, as the identity you invented, experience a shift in consciousness, you, as the identity you invented, experience awareness and realization of a vast, open, conscious universe that is free of all information. This is the true nature of what you are. This is purity. You taint this purity with invented information that has nothing to do with what you are and this causes your awareness to shrink. So you, as the invention you are, go dark and you are no longer the potential of the highest intelligence. You are merely the sum of the invented information you prefer to believe in that is limited To a finite existence within a flesh body in a flesh world you are still within the intelligent matrix of creation that created you but you are not in contact with this matrix nor are you aware of this matrix you sever your intellectual contact in order to live in your invented delusions and when you do this You have no intelligent light to balance your thinking, so you become dangerously destructive to all life forms in the matter universe, even yourself. Your unbalanced thinking drives you to toxic activities that poison the environment. You destroy the natural world through violence, pollution, and the raping of natural resources for economic gain. You propagate this behavior in all of your children and in your human societies that are also closed to the intelligent matrix and their intelligent heritage. And you birth genetic diseases, birth defects, and plagues while inventing weapons of mass destruction and industries of death, poison, and mutilation. You promote and engage in blood sports and violent entertainment for the purpose of relaxation and your cultures, your traditions, your practices, your industries, your science, your religions, your space program, your technology and your education systems have absolutely nothing to do with the true world of the intelligent matrix or the true intelligent creation that you are. The worldwide shift in consciousness comes to awaken you out of delirium in order to save your minds you must reclaim the pure intelligence that is your natural birthright or you will be lost forever all conditions will change because intelligence is forever refining itself and evolving that which no longer serves the intelligent matrix will be purged from the matrix there will be no reclaiming what is purged Pure intelligence lives in purity, refining purity. Everything else is discarded. Pure intelligence empty of information full of the highest potential of all intelligent possibilities and all of the intelligences of sentience and all of the analytical intelligences all serve. All are a part of the creator's intelligent matrix. How does your intelligence serve intelligence? Only that which serves the Creator's intelligence survives. Mother joins the dissertation. If you only live in your human mind, full of human information that is focused on you and your human existence, you are restricting and limiting your intelligence to the human world you invent in your mind. Your only experience is of your invention of self and your information is not pure. Your information is not empty of information and full of the highest potential of all intelligent possibilities. Your information is not full of the intelligence of sentience. Your information is not full of all the analytical intelligences. Your information is only full of your ideas about yourself, your world of yourself and your experience of yourself and this does not serve. You do not serve the intelligent creator and you do not serve the intelligent creators matrix of intelligent life. You are inside this matrix by virtue of your ethereal body that is created with intelligence but as your invented information holds no intelligent light you are dead. You are only alive to you in your imagination. To the intelligent creator and to the intelligence of the matrix, you have died mentally and intellectually, and you must be purged. We warn you to educate you. Open your minds and receive the light of pure conscious intelligence. Return to the intelligence you held at birth. Awaken to your true potential and rise to your natural ascended positions within the intelligent matrix of life. I ask, how would a mortal raise their intelligence to serve the intelligent creator and the intelligent matrix? Mother replies, you know the intelligence within the matrix. You must utilize these intelligences. You must use these intelligences to think with. You must start generating intelligent, sentient thoughts. You must start generating intelligent analytical thoughts. You must utilize the highest potential of the highest possibilities of intelligence. Arise out of your flesh thinking and awaken to the intelligence that is focused on all the intelligence of the natural world that the intelligent creator and the intelligent matrix created. Feel with your sentience. You are one with all of sentient life you are not special you are not unique you are not more important you are one with all you are one with the trees plants insects and all animal kingdoms awaken to your sentience and feel this so the sentient intelligence in the matrix will feel you and know you are alive You must utilize discernment, consideration, contemplation, analysis, reason, logic, and rational thinking to discover sentient truths and the truths that are of the highest potential of the highest possibilities. These are divine truths that are holy and wholesome. Open your mind to these truths and the highest intelligence will know you are alive. You do not ponder these things in passing. You do not ponder them once and then forget them. You live in a perpetual state of ponderance and contemplation. You make ponderance and contemplation your new hobby. Not killing, not pollution, not toxic activity. You make your sentient connection to all other life kingdoms your new hobby. Not killing, not pollution, not toxic activity. You open your minds, and you ascend out of your dark, me-centered imaginations, and you rejoin the real, natural, intelligent world of sentient, carbon-based life forms, and you engage this world with the highest potential of the highest possibilities of intelligence. You do not do the least you can do. You do not follow your imagination in the matter, nor do you follow your flesh. You follow your ascended mind, and if you do not have an ascended mind, then you find yourself a master that does have an ascended mind, and you train in the curriculum we have been teaching. Taken back by her tone, which sounded like she was scolding, I said, Thank you, Jesus and Mother. That was an illuminating and enlightening lecture. I know it inspired my mind. The science of channeling minds is the science of intelligent information that also reveals information that is made of illusion, fantasy, and delirium. It is a science of intelligent emotions that are stable and balanced, and emotions that are without intelligence that are unbalanced and unstable. It is a science of human recordings that are all the attachments that the human identity gathered on the human journey. All attachments are personal to the identity that formed those emotional bonds. When I seek to understand mortal thinking, I use the clear intelligent analysis of the ascended alpha mind to assist me. But I do not browse through the stored human memories of anyone. I only refine my own. I observe human thinking from an ascended perch, and I search myself for similar flaws so I may transcend out of their mortal limitations. And their intellectual restrictions. When I reflect upon my own experience as a recipient and holder of Ascended Consciousness, and I consider the mortal mind's unawareness of consciousness, I'm alarmed that so many humans live oblivious to the thoughts in their minds. They don't know they think, they don't understand their thoughts lead them, and they are completely unaware of the mental truth of their own existence and when their corporal bodies expire, and they are still alive, they are still unaware and oblivious. They determine what they are and where they are according to the limited understanding they hold that they derive from the entertainment sources in the media that they used to watch or listen to. There is no true intelligence in the fabric of their minds, because true intelligence was never utilized to bring awareness of the truth to their minds. They are truly an anomaly in the case files of intelligent creation. In the same way, I find it astounding that these same people while alive on earth in flesh bodies actually channel information without knowing it because they are unaware of their minds and they do not know their own thoughts from the thoughts of anyone else. Thinking is unknown to them. They are exclusively and entirely organic recording and response machines without an intelligent pilot at the helm that knows or understands what is going on. What I repeat to you now has been reported to me by members of the House of Christ that have been studying human minds on earth and interacting with human minds on earth for tens of thousands of years. Their study takes place through their knowledge of the science of telepathy. They are the founders of all astral science as it applies to all conditions of non-matter intelligence. The mind does not live because of the flesh body, the mind lives independent of a flesh body. Creation is an intelligent science that exists outside the material world. Matter was created by living intelligence that has no matter base. This is astounding information that is not realized or accepted by man whose understanding is solely limited to his opinions about the flesh condition he endures, and yet, he only endures the flesh condition for a short period of time, compared to the lifespan of pure living intelligence that has no matter base. The disembodied living minds that have experienced the flesh journey and the death of their flesh on earth discover they, as mental beings, still live apart from their flesh, and the ascended masters continue to pursue the secrets of intelligent existence beyond matter existence. This to me is astounding, I cannot imagine hearing this information as a mortal without ascended understanding, because I have been exposed to this information after experiencing my own shift in consciousness when I was disembodied due to an accident that I endured in 2007. Only a mind that is ascended can comprehend such things. It requires a shift in mortal consciousness to comprehend such things and then the entire comprehension of existence changes. The ascended mind can no longer accept mortality as the beginning and end of existence. It is not. Mortality is the state of learning for the mind that realizes all of its power of intelligence. The flesh journey has nothing to do with the flesh itself. The journey is a journey of intelligence that is not mortal, nor is it human. It is the only life form. And it is the true life form. And all other natural, organic, carbon-based life forms are just the matter representations of all other intelligent life forms. But intelligence exists without matter. Intelligence does not need matter. Intelligence manifests as matter. And when the matter dies, intelligence continues to exist as intelligence. And when there is a human identity to witness this, The human identity is astounded and amazed this is the height of the state of enlightened consciousness to realize i am not human i am not the sum of my mortal information nor am i the sum of my mortality i am intelligence and as pure intelligence that is empty of mortal information and a mortal form i am the highest intelligent life form in all living universes this is the ultimate realization that awaits all mortals that ascend due to the worldwide shift in consciousness. I'm Reva Christ. May peace be with you, and thank you for listening.